0: Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers, love the show. Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show, show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month visit patreon.com forward slash podcast. or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking. Well, now typically we say uh, from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. However, I'm thinking right now Shay is probably in a little bathing suit, skort, with a tank top reading a good book on vacation and I'm sitting here in a John Deere t-shirt just got done milking the cow so no red lips no denim jumpers today just real life the real life plan was we would sit down and record an episode Um, but that didn't work and one of our mottos here on the show uh, is adapt and overcome and so that's what we're doing sometimes when you take equipment with you it doesn't like to cooperate away from its natural surroundings and that is the case Shay's microphone today. So, I am here introducing the show to you. I know what it's like when I have a favorite podcast episode. I hate going back and trying to find it, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So, I have picked a favorite episode of yours that we're going to share with you today. And it's just me here, sort of moderating and giving you this introduction. Today's show, today's season is brought to you by toops and co so here's what i did i just placed my twice a year toops order for myself and my husband and the teenagers and i'm going to tell you exactly what i got are you ready for this i got the frankincense balm and the charcoal soap and i'm finally doing the charcoal soap because shay is always saying how much she loves it and i've never tried it they have a new product called the hydrating tallow stick And it looks amazing. So I got that for my husband because he gets little dry patches on his face. I got a resurfacing mask because goodness knows I could resurface uh, this business. I could stand a resurfacing. A dark hair dry shampoo. Three natural deodorants. A reparative serum because that's my favorite product that they make. A glow serum. Sea buckthorn oil because that's what I wash my face with. And oh, it looks like I got a... I'm reading the list for you. It looks like I got another unscented natural deodorant. That's probably for my son. I got 10% off. I'm using using the coupon code SUMMERBEAUTY. That is what you can do too. So if you've got kids you're sending off to college and you need to stock up for them, if you need to stock up for yourself, maybe uh, they've already left for school and you want to send them a little care package, why not treat yourself and your family to some products by Tubes & Co.? All natural skincare. All natural makeup, no endocri- endocrine disruptors, nothing funky. You can pronounce every ingredient made by, made by our good friend, Emily Tubes. So visit toupesandco.com and in the checkout process, go ahead and enter that code SUMMERBEAUTY for 10% off. Uh, they are the official sponsors of Season 17, which is very, very exciting. And just a reminder... And another thank you to American Blossom Linens. We wanna remind you that that summer tote bag special is over, so now when you're shopping for towels and blankets and sheets, and you're checking out at AmericanBlossomLinens.com, you wanna use that coupon code, HomemakerChic20, for a fabulous 20% off. For those of you watching the video right now, if you could see my bedroom, I've got my iron set up. I am ironing my sheets. It's Monday, getting my room all spruced up and tidy for the week. So what I've done is I've done the scrolling, so you don't have to. I went into our account and pulled up one of our funniest, most popular episodes ever for you. We, we will be back next week uh, with fresh content. We didn't really plan for it to go down this way, but we still wanted to bring you a show. I know so many, literally thousands of you are brand new to the show, so you're going to love this one. Um, it's going to be a great way for you to start your week. So thank you so much for listening. Shay will be back from vacation next week. We'll be back Monday. Oh goodness, is that the holiday just about? Um, with brand new content for you here on Homemaker Chic podcast. We love you. We'll see you very soon. Cheers.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Put a smile on Angela Reed because they can see us now. Welcome to Homemaker ah. Chic Podcast. We are so happy to be with you here on this beautiful Thursday. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the blog, Homestead.com, and I am joined by my best friend 2,000 miles away in Door County, Wisconsin, Miss Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Cheers. Bonjour. Cheers. (laughs) I'm scrolling for show notes. Do we have show notes for this episode? What are we talking about? I have no idea. It's a blank page. We're going to have a
1: jolly good time. Yes, we are. Jolly good time. Uh, This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Angela and I are just two work-at-home moms who love this thing we call homemaking. And we invite people from all over the world to join us, whether you are just making a little home in an apartment for yourself or whether you are raising six children and a farm somewhere in the Midwest. Come one, come all. Let's step out a poche. Yes. So uh, how are you today? You look beautiful in your leopard
0: print. I got a new blouse. It it's looks not that very good I got it on you. Um, over the holiday break and it's just got like the little femme detail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right there. Yes. Love it. It's uh, fabulous. I just think like leopard, cheetah, whatever you want to call it is a must. You got to have it. And I have at least one
1: it. like piece, one yeah, good piece you could I have work a with.
0: A coat. Duh. Um mm. but I used to have a lot of it and mm. I've been wearing I remember my first uh leopard Piece of clothing, I got it at Express. Mm. My junior year in high school, and it was like a leotard, like that snapped at the crotch, and so I had to undo it every time I went to the bathroom. Yeah, in high school, hey, Mm -hmm. got Mm -hmm. four minutes. (laughs) You know, like I have. um, (laughs) That was awful,
1: but it looked really cute. (laughs) I have trauma from those leotards because I my grandma got me one. My both my grandmas died when I was six, mind you, like six months before. Uh, my first grandma died okay mm-hmm. she buys me one of those leotards that were so popular in the 90s and i'm at recess i'm in kindergarten and i have to I was going to, go gonna to the bathroom. say like i'm a junior i'm in kindergarten See so that crotch snaps exactly so i ask the the lady the recess lady i'm like hey i have to go to the bathroom and she's like well you need to wait for the pass and i'm like oh, anyway the heck I do. Long story short, I end up mm-hmm. wetting my pants because I can't get the crotch buttons <laughs> undone before I have to go to the bathroom. And so I've never worn one since. I also don't have any leopards. So you are inspiring me on so many levels right now. Um, seriously. No, it's, it's
0: very, um, it's super feminine. Yeah, I it think is. It leopard just kind of Super feminine. And I know last spring we talked about, remember we did that episode and we talked about loafers. Yes. And I had just gotten those Sam Edelman, like, super discounted navy blue patent leather loafers. Yes. Uh, I just saw NordstromRack.com, dot com, which is like Nordstrom's discount site. They have Sam Edelman leopard, leopard loafers. Ooh, girl. I wear an eight if anyone is mm-hmm. really. Well, I actually also a, wear an eight if anyone. I think I wear a seven and a half in Sam Edelman loafers. So, um <laughs> That's so
1: fun. Well, you Um, look great. Thank you. And if people want to see your beautiful face, now they can do that by joining us on patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And for all of our patrons who are supporting us there, you get to have access to a video version of our podcast recordings. So you get to see us as we're doing air quotes
0: and... Giving each other, you know, certain jazz hands. There's a a (laughs) lot of, like, we're women, so we communicate physically. There's a lot going on that you don't see. Um, Oh, crud. I was going to say something. And it was amazing. Uh, I will say something. I did pee my pants when I was six years old, though, in a choir concert. So we're in good, you're in good company. So just... There's that. (laughs) It happens to everyone. My teacher was mean, and she wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. And I was like on the bleachers. I'll show you. You'd go out in the gym, and you'd stand like in the middle of that the shiny wood on the bleachers, and your mom's in the audience, and I peed. Oh, that's really sad. In a beautiful outfit that we got at a department store. It was a big deal. I was devastated. It was very embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Did people (laughs) people around you know? I think my friend Molly knew. Molly, I I know we still kind of know each other if you're listening. Let's just keep that between the two of us.
1: And the thousands and thousands and thousands of
0: people who will listen to this episode. White tights, you know, I mean. Oh, that's really Black Mary Janes. Like typical, just quintessential 1980s. Oh, yeah. Classic. (laughs) Yeah. On New Year's Eve, Sirius XM did
1: like top 200 songs as voted by the listeners of the nineties. They counted that down on new year's Eve. We went into oh, that town to go get some new tires on the truck. And I was listening to it mm-hmm. and I was just like every song. I was like, this is my jam. And it's like jewel and Nirvana and notorious B.I.G. Oh, and like the Spice Spirit. Girls. And I was just if like, someone
0: plays it down.
1: <laughs> That's
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> If someone sm- plays Smells Like Teen Spirit, like, I could lose my mind. Yeah. I just,
1: R.E.M., Smashing Pump, like, give oh, me yeah. all, Tracy yeah. Chapman, give me all of it.
0: <laughs> Tracy Chapman, oh. <gasps> Who did the Tracy Chapman skits that were so funny? Was it In Living Color? It sound, yeah. It was uh, In yes, Living I Color. I think it was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, good. It was so I think so that's good. the night you texted me, yes. Big Willie style. Yeah. Um, yes. It was like... Everything I love. And I think we so ended up on like M M&M M clean yes. version.
1: Yes. <laughs> like it digressed. It
0: digressed we, very quickly. It it digressed to without <clears throat> me and I was throwing down.
1: Yeah. I was throwing down. We had so much fun. It was just us
0: making orange chicken like
1: at our house. You yeah, know we were just
0: we were shucking oysters and I had made a ham. So I know last episode you talked about all the work that goes into yes. a ham. Yes. I gotta tell you, Shay. Nails it! <laughs> good. Holy cow. No, not like kidding. Like, uh, not kidding. Uh butchered the pigs. Yes. Tossed a big ham in a food safe bucket in the cooler, celery heart, bay leaf, peppercorn, rosemary, maple syrup. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was just like so good. Sat Please there for don't like ever 10 days. make that face, my garden face. No, <laughs> um, it sat there, and then we did. We used our like uh, Edwardian farm smoker. Mm-hmm. Much easier for a twenty-five minute Gouda than a nine-hour ham, but uh, it was. Finally, uh, I, I just pulled it, it. It was almost to two hundred. It was like two hundred and twenty. It needed to get to two fifty. So I tossed it in the oven, and we had guests that hate ham. I'm like, would you please just try it? This is not like pink nitrate icky yeah. grocery store ham. She's like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah.
1: That's what it food tastes so like. See, that's the problem though, is that once you start eating food like that, then it makes it, it does You're make so it spoiled. hard. You're it like, does make just, it hard to like, go back. Yeah. It feels like yeah. a sacrifice. <laughs>
0: No, I'm sorry. All the work that went into that ham was both, the sacrifice. Hey, it's hard on both <laughs> ends.
1: Choose okay. your heart. Choose your heart. <laughs> Choose your heart. Um, okay, so today's episode of this podcast is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. So if you were with us last season, you know that this is actually what I do for real work. I run a cooking community inspiring home cooks to to cook better and cook new things and get excited about cooking again in their kitchens so we would love for you to join us cook.com no cook <laughs> i've got all the website addresses in my head cook dot so you can choose to have a digital membership or a physical shipping membership whichever you choose you'll get five new recipes that are created by me for you every month So you can access those as a PDF if you'd like, or I can actually mail them to you, which is a really fun way to collect all these gorgeous cards that we print. And then we cook together through instructional videos, and then we get together for Q&A every month. And you have access to our very private Facebook group, which is so active and so much fun. It reminds me so much of our podcast, what we do here, because people need a community to do things in. Mm -hmm. And so many people who are learning to cook good whole foods, they're alone. People just think they're the weirdos. You're not the weirdo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come go. hang out with me. It'll be super fun. Cooked the Elliothomestead.com. We'd love to have you there. And Angela, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. We have some very exciting news too. Because go, go
0: ahead. Okay, over here putting lip gloss on. Today's episode
1: of the podcast is also brought to you by the Old World. Design Society, which is Angela's new quarterly seasonal (laughs) magazine. I don't want to call it a magazine because it's not quite a
0: magazine. No, really. I mean, what are you calling it? I think society is the perfect word. So it's a publication. Publication. So we, um, similar to the cooking community, we have a digital version, if that is more to your liking. And we have a tangible hold it in your hands Mm -hmm. version. And I am very, I'm, I have so much anticipation because I feel like as a grown up, you know, we all start settling into our own skin. And over the last few years, um, the old world look, I've had to just face it. Like, no, that's your thing. Like that's what you do. That's who you are. And yeah, that's who you are. And that's what people want. Yeah. They want to know like what to do in their homes. Mm -hmm. So the old world design society is going to be a quarterly publication, digital or tangible, if you will, and a Facebook group with a quarterly design challenge where we will all work together, uh, learning some new skills in our home. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be teaching about how to do things in your home. So some pretty fun DIYs from historical things. Um, Historical artwork assignments or DIY things like rewiring a beautiful vintage lamp that you find at the thrift. Just sort of um, everything Mm -hmm. that you can think of that's going to fall under this umbrella of giving your home an old world lived in layered ancestral vibe. Mm hmm. And I'm pretty that sounds so I'm fun. super nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous you're amazing yeah, you're so
1: good same. at this you're so good at this this is how this is how I found Angela listeners. I was looking up this style online that I couldn't quite put my finger on what you would even call it um and the google the good old google the google me her blog, and the rest, as they say, is history, so I am very excited about this. Anything that will force me to look at my home with fresh eyes and just say, how can we do this better so that it's serves the family better? is more beautiful. Like I'm all about that. Re- or and f- I, it even represents you
0: better. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I do. Because I mean, I just think we have there are plenty of uh, opportunities to go shop retail or use retail sources to create a look. Most of the time, that is a very neutral, trendy look. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't think there are enough resources for people that want something alternative. So, so here Hello. we
1: are. Here Wonderful. We are. <laughs> so what's the, what's the, what will be the landing page for the, the... um,
0: I actually just texted, texted my assistant. I'm like, yo, what's, the <laughs> what's the landing? Like, okay, page? stay tuned for that. <laughs> so it will be in the show notes. Um, okay. yeah, this is our, th- actually, uh, this is going to launch about February 12th. So I know, you know, what are we recording this like January 14th or something? Yeah, we're yeah. a little bit early, but we're going to open it a pre-sale up okay. any minute now. So we'll announce that on the Homemaker Chic um, Instagram page okay. and on my personal Parisian Farm Girl Instagram page and website as well. So, OK, lovely.
1: Well, yay. Cheers to being an entrepreneur, Angela Reed. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. No one said it wouldn't be a lot of work. Let's uh, cue the white music. I do have a wine I do have a wine that I'm very excited to share with you guys today uh, because we hear from all different types of people we've been doing this wine segment now for four seasons so this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of something maybe it's espresso maybe it's tea maybe it's a nice smoothie or maybe it's a glass of wine from dry farms wine this is the wine that I exclusively drink in my house because it's so good
0: <laughs> okay like at first i used to go like when i first started with dry farm i would go back and forth back and forth i can okay. I, I physically cannot no and i know that sounds snobby and that's that sounds fine. so snobby that's okay i talk i'm fine
1: with just drink i don't need to drink wine all the time i could just drink it in my house when i have access to wines yeah. that i enjoy and when i'm drinking something Else, somewhere else. Now, I will either drink a beer uh, because I actually really love beer, or uh, she
0: is a beer snob. So I am a
1: beer snob, uh, or I just have like a nice gin and tonic or something, you know, and that's fine too. But my wines, I reserve exclusively almost for Dry Farms Wines. Uh, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can learn more about this. But this is an amazing company that sources biodynamic, naturally yeasted, no sugar, non-irrigated wines from small wineries, old world wineries all over mm. the world. And we get to have access to some of those bottles. And people love these wines because of the no sugar added and the lower alcohol content. They can drink them even if they're on like. a keto diet or you don't want any of those inflammatory responses that you can get with wine, then this is the wine for you. Now, I got to tell you, I was listening to a podcast last week and they were talking about inflammation and all the different ways that it plays into our health, like a million So many and so complex and alcohol Mm -hmm. can be a big trigger of those, but it's Mm -hmm. not the actual alcohol. It's the things that they use in the alcohol, like the yeast. Mm -hmm. And at first when I heard that, I was like, okay, you know, maybe, but then I, I was chewing on that idea. Mm -hmm. And I, ever since I've been baking with sourdough for about the last eight years, but completely exclusively sourdough for about the last three years. When I eat a yeasted something like a yeasted cinnamon roll, I know this because I've done it a thousand times. You'd think I'd learn my body is like, nope. And I go into this like crazy hyperglycemic nasty spike. And it's like, it's just not enjoyable. I just need to not eat those things. But my body does the same thing when I drink yeasted wines, which is I I just prefer to not drink them unless I'm drinking dry farms because my insides and my ears will itch and I'll get like really thirsty and I'll go through this like huge spike and dry mm-hmm. farm wines don't do that to me, which is why I love them so much. And this so,
0: one. Well, okay, let's explain. Ahead. Like, I, I know it's like to the beginning, early, early season five. So for people that, Are brand new. Like this is actually something we're super passionate about. Like when you have fruit, like those of you that do like fermentations and stuff, you understand this. But things in nature have natural yeast on them. And so your grocery store aisle wines that give you the migraine... Or make your tummy bloat the next day or all the things that happen to ladies after they drink wine. Like that is GMO yeast added to the wine to create like a uniform bottle so that the right. the bottle of whatever that you buy last year tastes like the bottle or bought last year rather tastes like the bottle that you're going to buy tomorrow. And with Dry Farm, all these farmers in Austria and Italy and France, um, actually, they can't find anybody in the in the United States that meets their standards. Mm-hmm. So these old world farmers, they use the yeast from the fruit. They're not adding any additional yeast to create the fermentation required to create the, this beautiful bottle of wine. Right. And this one in particular. So what
1: happens when you rely on those natural yeasts is that you get as much yeast as there is. And you get that's as much it. sugar content as there is in the grape. And then that's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So let's see what comes out. And so this one is actually one that Dry Farm Wines um, talks about as a one of their low alcohol wines. And so, oh, Stu just came down here. It's like focusing in and like going. Rah, rah.
0: You notice that? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if it was because you're because like if I move forward, I go out. Maybe it's but- OK, Stu. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. You need okay to just stay now. in one spot. You well, need to I, find your I spot. I feel like I am in one spot. Oh, okay. Do you, are you on manual focus or auto? That's what I always do. Like open my <laughs> eyes really big and have Amelie focus like focus on the eyeballs. <laughs> Great.
1: This we're still adjusting to to doing the video form of this podcast.
0: Uh
1: thank you, Stuart. Okay, what so this What is behind you? Oh my gosh, Angela, it's a window. Okay,
0: it's a window the wine segment that <laughs>
1: We bought like a year ago that, God forbid, we just put in.
0: No. Why would
1: you want to do that? Let's just Just leave a $600
0: window outside. Duh. Choose your heart.
1: (laughs) Whatever. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. This is one that Dry Farms advertises as one of their low alcohol wines because some people are really sensitive to alcohol. So this is Mm -hmm. actually a wine that's only 11%, which is... Extremely low. And that means oh, it's yeah. not really good to age long term. Mm. So you want to enjoy it no. nice and fresh. So this is a white mm-hmm. wine. It's a Grunier Weltliner, which we've talked about on the podcast before. Weltliner. Grunier yep. Weltliner. And it's from Austrian. Austria. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a hyperflux compression, is what it's called hyperflux oh, yeah. compression with a little atom on it. So I know we've done this one before, but it's just so enjoyable to drink it's sweet but it's tart like you don't need to eat anything with it yeah you know it's just that's super light wine
0: too it's very low yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it's very low and so these are ones they actually age them in stainless steel vats instead of like your traditional fermentation Mm -hmm. and so um it's really fun you just get this really clean really sharp white wine taste and it's It's just one of my very favorite white wines from Dry Farms. So that's what I'm sipping today. So uh, cheers. Fabulous. And if you'd like to join us, do visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Okay. Love it. So we announced on Monday that our season theme was going to be choosing your heart. Not like you get a choice over everything, but putting in the work on the front end so that it's less work on the back end. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, because I am the queen of procrastination.
0: Are we? I'm like, what are
1: we talking about today? We're talking about uh, we're talking about getting our uh, gardens up and running. Do you not remember us having this conversation? I do now. Okay, so, you know, you guys know me. I'm like. The queen of martyrdom. And uh, so when I went to go order some of my fruit trees that I'd really wanted last year, they were all out because, you know, I waited until April or something silly. Uh, Same with a lot of the dahlias that I want. Same with a lot of the seeds I want. And when COVID happened and like you couldn't get the seeds. You guys, you need the video form of this podcast to recognize what's happening right now, but it I panicked I did I was like if I can't get like I need seeds but I need seeds you know (laughs) yeah we need seeds and so it was one of those things that we talked about it's like can you just recognize this as a trigger like I know it's fun to sit by the fire in February and like look at 87 seed catalogs and circle the varieties that you're going to get and then what happens is you just end up panicking and you go to Fred Meyer and you're like I guess I'll just grab some green beans. And <laughs> you know you're just, at Home Depot like your well, Home Depot these just look, these look fine, look good. Whatever. <laughs> I guess these look okay and and it's not like yeah. I don't enjoy looking at all my seed catalogs but mm-hmm. at the same time like I am a homeschooling work-at-home mom of 4 like stop it. Okay? Yeah. Stop it. You don't have time. So, go on and get the ones you want and just order them and bite the bullet and stop being this way. You're stop yelling. chewing up. Shay, you're yelling. <laughs> I drive myself. In, I am my own worst enemy.
0: A oh, lot of I, us are. <laughs> I we talked the other day about like I like slept in the first day and then I've been getting up every day and I had a big YouTube video to get yeah. done, like a day in the life video and So every morning I was torn like, do I edit because nobody's talking to me because I have like some of the listeners know some don't like have partial hearing loss in one ear. So video editing is super hard for me. So when my kids come in and start talking to me, I can't tell what's happening like on the screen. I'm like, please stop talking. (laughs) Um, Or do I shop for seeds? So I had uh, Johnny's. Mm-hmm. You need to be a sponsor of the show. Johnny's. I know Johnny's if, Seeds. If, if you're listening like this is Stop the last it. free plug we're going to give you. Um, <laughs> no, we love Except you. Except for my YouTube um, video this no, week, which is all about Johnny's be Seeds. Be a
1: sponsor. They are not sponsoring me, but that's where we order <laughs> okay. our seeds from. Free
0: plug. Free plug's over. Um, yep. So I filled my cart. Okay. And then I edited my video and then I went back the next morning to pull the trigger Items in your cart have been sold out. Please adjust your cart accordingly. So like the beautiful like purple artichokes, they gone. Purple broccoli, gone. Like I I almost started crying. Mm -hmm. I was just like, clearly January, first week in January is not early enough for you. Like here's me trying to like pull the responsible card and not wait till Valentine's Day and not think about it and play mm-hmm. with it and oh, I'm so mad mm-hmm. so I think, think I, I might have ordered like so enough I'll artich- send you some seeds. well I sometimes I just like spent a little bit more you know like here's enough to sow a field of artichoke oh but yeah oh, totally. I do that all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> the packets are sold out but you need 2,000 seeds, and you're like I do exactly I do this need 2,000 a quarter <laughs> acre <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yes to all, all of those things. And (laughs) that's what we ran into last year. So this year going into it, it was like, Don't, don't drag your feet on this because yes, there's other purple broccoli that you could go to another site and get. And I know that sounds like a very small thing, but when you have a small window to get things taken care of, to like mess with another order and putting in your credit card and another website, like that's not what you want to do. You just want to do it, get it done, nice and clean, orderly,
0: all vegetables accounted for. And, um, well, and seed (sighs) shopping, it takes time. I mean, I spent a lot of time. Scrolling, scrolling. I had the catalog yeah. open, circling, checking pollination rates and this and that. And like, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. To all of those yeah.
1: things. All of those things. Um, I did and get so- uh,
0: two apricot trees for the potager. OK, that's, so you know, fun. my do you know my like two waddle fencing squares? Yes. Like, before you go into like the real like parterre looking area of my potager. Um, yes. I ordered two apricot trees. Fun,
1: and two I love apricots. for the greenhouse. I love apricots. Okay, so well, let's I, let's go let's okay. go back to the beginning. So okay. uh, we are both flower growers. We have big perennial gardens that we sow annuals into as well. So Angela mm-hmm. and I both uh, gardening is my it is my therapy. It, it truly is. I mean, when I am sour We'll just say go you just go outside (laughs) go outside to the gardens Mm -hmm. and uh, i've been trying to find pockets to do that this winter we've you can see out my window like there's no snow this year none like we've had it and it's melted we've had it and it's melted but it's the middle of january we should be like negative 10 with two feet of snow outside and it's 35 and rainy it's very strange uh (laughs) Good for the gardener because I can be out there pruning or putzing around Mm -hmm. or just, you know, playing in the garden. Mm -hmm. But um, our gardening comes from two different sides, I think, for both of us. One is the beauty and the mental um, engagement and artistic appreciation and all these things that go into Mm -hmm. a garden. And then the other flip side of the coin is we garden because we feed our families with that food. Right. Yeah. So we yeah. sort of have to approach. We're not like a market gardener where it's like, how fast can I turn these crops over? What am I going to succession plant? We don't really mm-hmm. quite do that in the same way that we would if we were selling our product. Yeah. Right. And we also don't just flower farm or or rather we, we don't have flower gardens as if they serve no purpose. So it's this mm-hmm. weird, you know, it's this weird medley between production and beauty. Which is like this beautiful paradox that exists in a garden that can be
0: both. hmm Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, to all that. This is what <laughs> happens, you guys, when she gets overwhelmed with thought. Her, she just stops
0: talking. I'm thinking about my garden. I know. I know you are. <laughs> but this is a podcast. Am, so you, have to, you have to think I'm out so loud. i so exciting. No, I, I am like we have. So we have only about four inches. Ours is similar. So Shay and I are the same. So are, you, are you 5B? No, I'm 7B why did i think we were the same no oh okay so i'm 5b uh we usually have like a a little bit of snowfall before the holidays and then after it just dumps i have a new friend here that's from um texas and she's like uh we just bought like a big tractor with a snowplow attachment to it and blah 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 and like are we gonna are we doing that oh it's coming yeah don't worry it'll come. Yeah, it will come and it'll come like two feet at a time because we live a mile from the lake. So it'll it just dumps like the flakes are like this big. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now it looks like the first year we were here where uh, in March it got really high, like 68 degrees. And I went out in a tank top and we were literally shoveling snow out of the way to start creating our garden. Like Mm -hmm. so we. It doesn't, it doesn't look like yours does quite there, but we can see grass and mm-hmm. like the sledding, the sledding hill is all worn down and mm-hmm. it's exciting. I you mean, know, it is <sighs> exciting because the year
1: we moved to our house was the worst winter that our area had had in a hundred years.
0: Oh my gosh. Do you remember um, like your trailer? Didn't you have a trailer that just kept falling in the ditch and all these like I can't. I things? honestly can't go back there. That was there. really bad. Like you I were I can't pregnant. go back there. It, that was
1: really bad. It It feels... Like, yeah, no, I don't want to go back there, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, you go from, of course that the year we're moving and this year, it's like the one year we have a snowplow, the one year, our water situation with the animals is taken care of like all these issues we've had to deal with in the past that now we're like, okay, we're ready winter. And it's just like raining. And
0: it's the same for us. We have water heaters. (laughs) Like we're like, okay, we're prepared.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the way it goes, it's so the way it goes, but, um, we have a big, uh, so I keep my flower gardens primarily around my house. Um, I have a small vegetable garden there that I keep. I call it my potager because it's where I keep like if you want to just go grab an onion for a summer dinner or I grow one like one tomato plant. That's just really easy out the door, you know, but that's not where we grow the bulk of our food. But yeah. we're going to be like you this year because I was out there actually last week spreading cardboard. So we're, we're completely starting our new market garden all over again this year, 5,000 square feet, which is a lot of garden. And have you heard of Charles Doubting on YouTube? Mm-mm. Do I need to write that down? <sighs> you know how I feel about 60 year old British men.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, well,
1: yes, no. Okay. So Charles, Charles is. Great, he is a sixty something I would guess uh British man who does a method th- you know that sort of it just expands really scientifically on the no dig method mm-hmm. and so last year, frankly, I cried Uncle like way early in the season, and it's not because I was tired, it was just like this Impossible. isn't working,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: this isn't working for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about my protege's was great. And, you know, and you're always messing with flowers and dividing and, oh, I want to switch to this color. Now there's always stuff you're putzing on in the flower gardens, but in the vegetable gardens, this, this new, what we call the market garden, because we grow them in market style rows, the weeds (sighs) were just so bad (laughs) that I just said like, this is a waste of my life. Why would I spend 17 hours weeding an onion bed when I could just go buy an onion? Like I I have Mm -hmm. to, I have to be realistic about this. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing some exploring into different methods. And the, one of the biggest problems we have around here is we're surrounded by orchards and orchards are filled with weeds, right? Because they let the grass grow and all the weeds Mm -hmm. grow and they mow them and such, but it's wild around us. It's just Mm -hmm. sagebrush and orchards and weeds. And so we get a ton of weed seeds that blow in. And we get a ton of weed seeds from the parts of the property that aren't developed yet. And so when I was talking to my friend, Grace, who is a real market gardener, like for Mm -hmm. money, I was like, how how do you manage weeds? And she said, well, how do you water? And I said, well, we have these spring, you know, these big sprinklers that we'll put on and we'll water every morning. And she's just like, Shay, we have this wonderful benefit of living where in a desert where it's completely dry. that like you don't have to water the weeds. You can just do Mama. drip. Just a second, baby. You can do drip lines in the beds and just water what you're wanting to water. And you mm-hmm. can literally starve everything else. And once she said that, it was like all bets are off. Boop. Yeah, I'm going to redo everything. You have to go upstairs. I'm working. But I just want to eat something. Ask daddy to get you something. <laughs> go find daddy. But
0: I don't know who
1: he is. Uh, I'm going to text. I'll text him. You go upstairs and he'll come find you. Okay. (laughs) But I don't know where he is. Oh, where is he? You're just Uh, talking to that woman again. I know. So so we're like, we're back where you were four years ago, (laughs) or three years ago, where it's like, I called the rock guy. I'm like, hey, there's not a lot of snow. Could you get me some rocks? Like, I've got beds to build. And he's like, most people stop. I'm like, well,
0: most people aren't me. So that's fine. I want to do market rows in the back because... That would be fabulous with the sun. I mean, we just can't grow enough food in my little fancy schmancy projet. And so I could do like a brilliant succession of market rows in the back. And that's where the previous owner had her gardens. So it's just overgrown and horrible. But you can see like the outlines of she had her flower garden back there. You can see um, the curly cues and stuff that she had made with stones. And there's like remnants of ponds back there and everything. Um, but here in Wisconsin, it's very hard to find anybody that wants to work. So mm. I put feelers out like in the fall. I'm like, can you come and give me a bed? Because I like Joel and I are physically exhausted. Yeah. To build the potager, we were cutting down like 50 foot trees, cutting them into pieces in the woods and carrying them out. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. Like we're like still our bodies are trashed from doing that. Like friggin Paul Bunyan. I mean, it was. Oh, Yes. Yeah, exhausting. exhausting. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I just could somebody just build me just slap some beds together. I don't care. (laughs) Well, that's that's was a big
1: part of the problem with our old market garden was it was sort of down in this little valley that we have on our property. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get a wheelbarrow down there. I couldn't get a tractor down there. So everything was in and out by my body. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, when I'm hauling up 300 pounds of cabbages and all these onions and bags of manure, it was like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, this is why they invented tractors. Stop. If you if you're actually trying to do this, like, stop. Mm -hmm. Um, So Charles method of building a bed is he doesn't line anything with wood or with rock because he's in Britain and it's rainy and soggy and it causes slug problems what he has found to be slug problems so it's like he's he recommends just like doing the bed no need to line it with wood we're super dry here slugs are the least of my problems so i personally yeah. need the delineation between bed pathway so my brain what he does delineation. is he yeah yes good bad yeah <laughs> Weed it, (laughs) mow it. (laughs) (laughs) Think about Uh, it, don't. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And um, anyway, I'll be sharing a lot more if you guys want to follow along on the blog, um, because I really have done a poor job of documenting how we've learned to garden over the years. It's one of those things. It's like, I got to do this and figure this out before I'm comfortable or in any kind of place to share some information (laughs) with you. Um, so we will oh, and bo- like, okay, I'm
0: sorry. No, go ahead. Like as a fellow, like YouTuber blogger, like you're doing the work, you're doing the work. I'm- so it's a little at, like, why don't you guys ask us how much dirt is in the crevices of our very expensive cameras? Okay. Seriously, so, like, it's very no, like seriously. literal dirt. It's very hard to do the work and document it. Yeah. So give yourself a break. No, it's true. <laughs> I know.
1: I know plenty of YouTubers who make their stuff happen for YouTube. I am not that way. Like this is my life. No, we're like, Hey, welcome (laughs) to my crazy. This is my life. Exactly. Uh, so what Charles does is his ground, you know, it's covered in weeds. It's got all kinds of stuff going on. And so what he does when he's making a new bed is he will just put down cardboard. Um, Mm -hmm. hopefully like the non-colored kind, just regular old cardboard. Uh, he does his in one layer, but he's like, if you're you know, if it's really weedy or you're battling some major stuff, then just do two two mm-hmm. layers of cardboard, no holes, no gaps, overlap as needed, uh, overhang the bed, right? Because if you guys know, if you just do it to the very edge of where you want the dirt, the weeds will creep in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you overhang it by about six inches on each end, and then you just fill it with about six to eight inches of fresh, clean compost. If you're not an avid compost maker then buy it for the love because i will tell you i've done this mistake way too many times to not share this information if your compost is not hot enough it will not kill the weed seeds so when you spread even if it looks beautiful and you spread that beautiful compost all those seeds that are in the compost will germinate so you
0: mean do you mean if it's too hot
1: no if it's not hot enough it won't kill the weed seeds You need to cook them so that they can't germinate.
0: You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily
1: grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with the Harvest Right Home Freeze Dryer. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. So you can visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker, or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today.
0: Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and for a limited time this summer, receive an extra 15% off with your purchase of $245 or more and receive a summer tote bag perfect for the beach and shopping. American Blossom Linens brings you American-grown cotton sheets, blankets, towels, and more. Their products are woven to last a lifetime. I have the sheets and duvet cover for my bed. I have the sheets for my children's bed. And, of course, their luxurious bathroom towels for our bathroom. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER15 with your purchase of 245 or more. Get an extra 15% off and a free summer tote you're going to use all season. You're going to love it. What? Okay. I'm confused. Why? Well, in my mind, I've always referred to compost as like being hot, like fresh. I'm I'm sorry. I mean hot in terms of
1: um, temperature,
0: the gotcha. actual temperature. Oh, like when you see compost steaming. Exactly. Okay, so I'm you, thinking you like have fresh to... compost being hot. Okay. I'm looking. I'm just sorry. You're right. You're right. Okay. So we okay. use
1: hot in different okay. ways with okay. compost. Okay. Hot meaning too hot Clarify. too fresh too much nitrogen okay that's not what i'm talking about yes. i mean like temperature okay. wise okay. the compost has to reach a certain level to kill off weed seeds or yes you basically just plant a bunch of weed seeds that then you give a bunch of compost to and then you water them and they are happy as clams
0: yeah and they so will- like when you fork <laughs> it and that steam comes up and you're like yeah. oh yeah baby that's yeah. what you want exactly so
1: okay. i do not have that great of a compost system set up yet here on our farm so i brought in a bunch of like actual compost made compost it's animal-based compost which is what i like to use i love mushroom compost but um most of the compost we use is from cow poop sheep poop chicken poop rabbit poop like
0: can you imagine (laughs) can you imagine enough mushroom compost to do our gardens oh my gosh It would just be amazing. It would be amazing. Like, where is that even going to come from? Yeah. Um, That's a a lot of shrooms.
1: Yeah. Charles (laughs) talks about it. He's like, you know, you hear a lot as a gardener that you can't plant into compost. But the interesting thing about this no dig method that he does is he plants his seeds directly in the compost. Just Mm -hmm. straight compost. No dirt. Okay, Puts his seeds in the compost. And he said, you know, things like beets, for example, they'll send their roots down. It'll mm-hmm. grow down through the compost. It'll go through the cardboard yeah, and it will grow into the dirt that's underneath. But mm-hmm. what the compost or what the cardboard does rather is the weeds that are underneath it, they get just basically starved. They're starved mm-hmm. of sunlight. And so they're there, but they're really weak. They're not strong mm-hmm. enough to shoot up through that cardboard. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've watched him. I watched him with the greatest reservations and skepticism. And then Mm -hmm. I kept watching and kept watching and kept watching. And he is very transparent about here's this bed I did with animal compost. Here's this bed I did with mushroom compost. Here's where I did one layer of cardboard. Here's where I did two. He runs trial beds for everything and he tracks it. Oh, that's awesome. Very intensely. And he'll start a Uh video like two years. And then he's like, here I am two years later. I'm like, how mm-hmm. do you organize your video files? <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly not homeschooling. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right. um, anyway. And so we're going to do this method to just snuff out. So there's no tilling. There's no special equipment. There's no broad fork even because it's just like you plant into the compost, you pull things out, you put fresh compost on, you plant again. You know, okay. so you're always just adding a little bit more compost. So and a little
0: like Garden of
1: Eden or what's that guy? Uh, a little bit, but not little so bit. heavily on the mulch.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. but
1: not the mulch. Yeah, because the idea is if you're bringing in compost, it shouldn't have weed seeds in it. Mm-hmm. And if you do have you don't if it rains, you don't really have this ability. But like we have to irrigate from our well, uh, we have to irrigate everything or we would grow nothing besides like sagebrush here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have the ability to choose what we water. And so I don't have to water my pathways where a bunch of weeds grow. And so the idea is that you snuff out seeds, some weeds that way as well.
0: So you're gonna just do the soaker hoses? Soaker hoses. Lines. What are you gonna do? Okay. Yeah, soaker
1: hoses. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really mm-hmm. optimistic. It's a big trial and it's a gigantic risk because this is where we grow all of our food for the year. Mm-hmm. All the vegetables.
0: And so but you have um, soil like here, like yeah. I, I don't have any soil. Like I was showing a friend today, like where the snow had melted. Cause we were talking about you. There's like a geological chart or whatever. And it shows you yeah. in our county, like how close the bedrock is to the top of, to the top. Yeah. And like, I was showing her patches of my yard where it, it, it's rock. There isn't yeah. even grass. It's just a little bit of moss and lichen and it's rock. <laughs>
1: like so everything you have to do in raised beds then ultimately you have to bring well, in dirt the, and compost.
0: Yeah, so when we go to drive in uh it's like snow like a uh, fence post? Yeah. Snow fence, you know with like the green thingies. I'm like super relying on the video now. Um <laughs> with the post driver, like we hit we can't get them in the ground. Like we're like yeah. forever planting them in like coffee cans with concrete. Like we just can't. Our basement was dynamited out. There are piles of boulders in the woods Whoa. from them dynamiting out our basement. I mean, it's called Gibraltar, our, our Gibraltar township. We are on a rock. Mm-hmm. You, you drive up to us. And when you go down on Lake Michigan, you look up and it looks like Dover. It's cliffs. It's rock. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know how anything grows. It's Jeez. amazing. I don't know how trees do it. So that's incredible. Yeah. So we like hauled those logs out and we built like Lincoln log style raised beds in the potash. And then I lined them with cardboard because our invasive species is oregano. So I have to squelch out. Or I know that sounds so dumb, but we have like wild garlic and oregano and wild thyme. Mm hmm. They're uncontrollable. So I I put down cardboard inside these little Lincoln log beds. Yeah. And then I took landscape fabric and staple gunned it around the inside so the dirt wouldn't escape. Yeah. And then I filled it with uh barn whatever I could find in the barns and then just topped it with a little bit of topsoil. And now I'm probably gonna go out this spring and it's all gonna be sunk down. But that's okay. Yeah. So I'm going to have to build it up. You always got to build soil. Yeah, yeah for I've, sure. It's going to just be, but at least we'll have squelched out. Yeah. I mean, I put a lot of cardboard. I went to like local businesses and they let me dumpster dive. <laughs> I got oh, a yeah. lot of cardboard. That's that was what, what I told to do like, kill this crap. Like, yep. yeah, this is the cardboard week for Cardboard is that. your friend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for those of us, for those of you listening that can't maybe get your hands on cardboard or something, something Joel and I have done in the past is we will go and I, I don't know the chemical uh, implications of this, but we've gone to the hardware store like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and bought rosin paper. I don't know what that it's is called. It's called rosin paper. And so when we would um, paint kitchen cabinets and we would return them to a customer, we would wrap them in this really it's like red or brown and it's really strong paper and you can buy it on a huge bolt and it's very affordable. So I know cardboard can be free, quote unquote, yeah. but if you can't get your hands on it, then I would get rosin paper because it's very thick. And that's what we've laid down in our beds Mm. before. And then we've done like what you're talking about on top. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. R-O-S-I-N, rosin paper. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. So again, I don't know like the paper, you know, I know paper has chemicals and stuff, but. Well,
1: hopefully cardboard is something that's easily accessible. And that's one of the things that really appealed to me. And actually like, there are some big cities that like, like LA comes to mind where, If anyone's still alive in LA (laughs) now, I heard that people give out free compost. Like the city makes compost from all its tree clippings and grass clippings and blah, 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 And they just give it away for free. It's like you haul, you can have as much compost as you want. And so Mm -hmm. that's one way to be. (laughs) Thank you. Stu just brought me a piece of cheese. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. a, maybe said, can a,
0: you bring me a little piece of cheese?
1: Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> a little plate. <laughs> I'm just going to have a little bite of cheese. Anyway. Okay. Maybe you can answer me this. Yeah. Although you're in the Midwest and things are really flat. I know you guys are kind of up on a hill. So where we're putting our new market garden, it mm-hmm. it's about 75 feet wide and it slopes mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Nothing where I live is flat. Nothing. So it slopes a little bit. And so we're mm-hmm. going to, we decided we don't have lumber like you, we don't have a forest, but what we have is mm-hmm. rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so my thought was we can edge the beds in rock, right? So we build them to be the size that we want them. We edge them mm-hmm. with rock and the ones on the left side where it's a little bit higher, you know, maybe you use six inch rocks and then you fill mm-hmm. it six inches with compost. And then if you do the beds on the other side where it the ground drops down, then maybe you end up stacking your rocks like 18 inches. So oh, for sure. The beds are level, right? Mm-hmm. But the amount of rocks used to make the beds is different.
0: Yeah. And I I mean the Midwest, like your flyover states, maybe, you know, Kansas and portions of Indiana and stuff are going to be really flat, your prairie states, but a lot of the Midwest has got some terrain to it. I mean, we've done that even in our potage where When we were bringing the logs in, you know, the log is obviously thicker on one side than it is on the other. Right. And we used that to our advantage because our ours kind of even slopes a little bit. I would do that. Just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just Just, the beds to be level because it's really important for
1: water, too, that it doesn't all drain to one spot.
0: Yeah, I would do that. I mean, especially Mm -hmm. if you're. You know, what you're saying is that the roots are going to break through the cardboard. Right. So if you've got beets on the shallow end and they're going to break through and then the beats on the deep end just get to do what they do. Exactly. It's exactly. Fabulous.
1: Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm working on. I'm covering 5,000 square feet in cardboard. I decided to go ahead and just cover my pathways too, because I really wanted where this garden you, I'm sorry, to where not just 5, be functional. Where do 5,000 square feet? Uh-huh. Behind our barn.
0: Um, Okay, I didn't go back there. Yeah, so it's
1: uh, I'd have to look up the exact measurements, but it's like 75 feet by like 50. I can't remember. I did the math it comes out to 5,000 square feet. Okay. But I really wanted a garden that I could photograph for the blog that didn't look like a dumpster fire (laughs) all the time. I couldn't ever get it to look
0: good. It broke my heart. Well, when you're like forever (sighs) having to like take your camera again with the video and like doink over something like yes. mm, I'm not going
1: to film that. Exactly. Yeah. It makes me but, sad and I want to share it. People have asked me like do you even grow vegetables anymore? I'm like yes, but like yeah. I don't enjoy even being down there. It's so messy. There was nowhere to put my tools or equipment. So stuff would just get buried in weeds and it was ugh. Anyway. Sorry. My point was I'm going to cardboard the pathways and put down bark or something wood chip kind of a thing something that will give me a really nice delineation so there's pathway you could wheel a wheelbow on really easy rock edge of the bed in rock and then compost in the bed
0: and just yeah do wood chips yeah. i mean i told you i found that guy up here who's like well i have like i think we've talked about like my door county monty Don. yes yes okay yes but then i found another guy okay a little just a couple roads over okay wow Mm. okay like you know think he's single and he's in his 60s there you go again and like all he has to do is garden oh my gosh (laughs) like and so all his beds are just clearly like just six inches of just gray aged shredded wood and just delineate i i can't even makes me hot it makes me a hot. Hello. T- okay. So, and I'm like the stalker that pulled in his driveway, like, excuse me.
1: Excuse me, I'm sir. New Can I, what you got there?
0: I'm a gardener Can too. Can I take a peek?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, our market garden is like the primary focus this year for me. It okay. will
0: be beautiful.
1: What is your oh, primary goal this year in your garden?
0: Okay. So, I've, My primary goal is I need to I a little bit similar in that. I really enjoy making my YouTube videos and I'm I get very stressed out when and I am happy to show real life uh, like I do outtakes and we have like member option and we show like just funny crap. Like, obviously, we're real people and there's garbage in my driveway. okay. (laughs) It's <laughs> a farm. There's feed bags wrapped around a pine tree. You know, like <laughs> it just—it is what it mm-hmm. is. But dang it, if I want to make something beautiful, I need to be able to make something right beautiful, right. So I have three areas of my garden. It, we're only—we've been here three years now, mm-hmm. and so we—we we didn't start gardening until the spring. So yeah, it's my garden two years old. This will no. be the third. Oh, sure. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. This will uh, be its third.
1: No, that can't be right. Uh, I'm not so good at the maths.
0: I'm not either. So <laughs> maybe this is the beginning of the fourth year of my garden. I don't know. We'll post a bunch of like gardening videos on the Patreon page. And you guys can see the beginnings of our spaces and everything. But um, mm-hmm. I still have like three things where I Ow. jumped the gun creatively because I had the idea and I needed to yes. just kind of like carve out, it out the spot. Yeah. Get it out, but they're not done. So we have a, one of my rock walls has like a huge gap and that is the future bread oven. Yes. Okay. Well, that's been the future. That's been the future bread oven for two bloody years. So. Yeah. Well, things take time. I, but it's like, I can't stand back and photograph my house because there's the big gap. Mm Mm-hmm. The bread oven gap. So, um. That's No, going, and and I, as a
1: photographer, you see things completely differently and you do. And you everybody's call it like, vanity, it's beautiful, whatever,
0: whatever. It's no, still I, has it's to, okay. It
1: still has to be right in your own mind. And that's I think I'm that's not, totally fine.
0: Yeah, I'm not denying that it's not pretty. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to be this like the skinny girl that says I'm fat, you know, like <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like that, but <laughs> I'm just like, because we all hate that. But I just need to be able to photograph without going like, OK, well, there's like a yeah. There's a five this major thing and, we yeah. have to
1: try to work right. around. That's just not so fun. I'm, okay.
0: Yeah. So we want to do the bread oven. Okay. Um. And then I DIYed a huge pond last year, and it ended up leaking, and that was that sucked. <laughs> it was cute. To put mm-hmm. the little ducklings in, but it, it's a huge space, and it needs to be done proper. Mm-hmm. So that's going to get done. And then, um, I you know I have like a architectural inventory. So I have like a lot of windows and doors and sinks and all this junk. And I have all this stuff to make a greenhouse. So I really do want to, even though the front of our house being an eco house is greenhouse, I Mm -hmm. do want to have a structure Mm -hmm. that is greenhouse. And it's, that was the design of the garden was that when you walk through, that's the, you know, every garden needs a couple focal points. That's like the main focal point of my garden. Well, it's not there. So I see. I'd like to to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cleaning up mm-hmm. some rough edges.
0: Yeah. And just so that mm-hmm. my mind's eye, you know, especially looking through the camera has somewhere to go. Yeah. And not apologize for. Yes.
1: Yes. We had that. I have, I do this shot over and over again that I take. It's in my, when I'm standing in my potager and I'm looking at my chicken coop. It's the side of my chicken coop, which mm-hmm. is these cedar shingles and it has this old window and so it's so cute it's really beautiful but last year two shingles fell down and we had to net the entire chicken run because the chickens were being so naughty i hate chickens i i honestly do too they do nothing I love for them.
0: me i hate them they
1: don't do anything <laughs> for me the cochins i love and the ducks i love but i enjoy the eggs i don't I, really And hate. i'm not
0: getting any eggs I'm gonna, i'm gonna start i have like 30 chickens that are gonna start laying in about three weeks, I pray. Mm-hmm. And then I will love chickens. Again. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> we went through that stage. We were getting one egg a day from our probably 60 plus chickens. And now mm-hmm. it was just like they needed that seven more minutes of daylight. And now it's like dozens and dozens every day, which is so oh, great. <laughs> anyway, it really bothered me because the photo was not right. And my brother in law just helped me to line the chicken coop in this really beautiful rolled heather, so you see those rolls of bamboo at Lowe's, okay Mhm, well, they sell those online. I'll post a link to it on our patreon page, but it's um it's not bamboo, it's heather pieces of heather, and so it's it makes this really tight shield um like a wall, you know, and so we Ran in T posts, we ran up regular cattle wire, and then we put Heather over it. And it created this beautiful oh, okay. backdrop to photo in. And you can't see mm-hmm. into the disgusting chicken run. And he actually reworked the door so that instead of being on the side, facing right exactly towards the side of the chicken coop, now it's like this beautiful feng shui carvy. It was oh, like these small little things that it is the feng shui. I swear I there is shui. a reason that that is a term I, because I you hate feng no, shui. No, 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 no. There is tension in yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, shut up. There is. Don't.
1: There is. For example, <laughs> you talked about my choked kitchen the other day when I had the couch in there and it was choked between the counter and the couch. And it was. The feng shui, you didn't enjoy walking through that because there was tension between those two pieces.
0: Right. But it also like that, like says, like, don't point a mirror towards a window because energy leaves the window. Oh, no, like, I don't care about that. I'm just talking yeah, about like I got mirrors everywhere. I love mirrors because they're like windows. I always <laughs> put my mirrors to reflect from
1: the outside because I'm like, then it's like outside twice. <laughs> Visual space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, the function okay. is so much better and it makes me think, where are these spaces on our property? You know, we talked about the triggers in our houses last
0: time, but like. Like the same is true for our property. Why are you laughing at me? It's true. No, I'm because I'm thinking of triggers. I oh, yeah. Triggered yes. when I go outside, like even more than inside. Yeah, like- that's what I'm saying. It's like
1: the two shingles that <laughs> fell off, the being yeah. able to see the net, the nasty, like chicken run edge. These are small things easily fixed, but they can sit on your mind for just so long. So,
0: like, wait, you says my Internet connection is unstable. Sorry. Uh, So the Heather, I didn't know that was Heather. I just like Googled it. No, it's like I 12 inch pieces of Heather. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But it, they build it into a six foot tall yeah. or four foot tall fence. Uh, so that's what's going to I'm going to have that lining my market garden because it's nice. It's a nice barrier. But it's a natural barrier, nice little fence. Okay, okay, Sheesh. okay. Okay, let's so help. Let's help our listeners out right now. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, no, my chicken run. Okay, you can't hear me. Yes, I can. I can. Um, <laughs> it's T posts. It's chicken wire, and then I put the heather. Yeah. I tied the heather to the chicken wire, so it looks prettier than tea posts and chicken wire.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? And do you clip their wings then? Because they're going to fly over that.
1: Yeah. No, I built it. It's six Did you clip their wings? And I told Stu, any chickens that fly over can be soup. And we will only keep the well-behaved ones, which are the buffs and the cochins. Mostly. mostly. (laughs) I can't. They can't. I can't tolerate it. I don't want a net. I've got trees planted in my chicken run that need to grow. I got big, fast growing, you know, shade trees for them to be nice to them. I can't snuff those out with nets forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like you come out of the chicken run, and you, I'm sorry, but you're okay. going to have to to not be here anymore.
0: So we just took like a bunch of our um, trees that we cut down, and they're zip tied to the fence posts, okay. to fence posts, provided we could get them in the ground deep enough. And they go all the way around. Our chicken run is like something from Jurassic World. And then we have like a seven or eight foot tall deer fence staple gunned to it. Mm-hmm. All the way around. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... Which is nice because from a distance I can't see it. And then I have just the natural of the, the logs, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, they're turds. They There's are. There's like a posse of like seven of them that choose to live in the barn.
1: Yeah, we have the same. Yeah, we have the same. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. why the chicken run was on my Mm -hmm. list for winter, because I was like, that will give me two months to basically separate the wheat from the chaff. (laughs) And the chaff is getting killed. So (laughs) that's just that. Uh, Let's talk about. So we we shared. We'll go into this much deeper in terms of like actual varieties that we're growing, how we grow them, what we do. We will talk about all that this season. I know people will want to know. Where we get our seeds from, Mm. and you know the reason we've kind of I think refrained from being overly specific is like we don't have we don't have an in with anybody, right? We're not like, yeah, we don't have any dog in this fight. It's like order seeds from where you want to order seeds from.
0: (laughs) Okay, so forever I and I don't want to like bash anybody, but I do want to just give like this great straight scoop. Okay, so like forever I ordered from Seed Savers, I. Absolutely. So it's Seed Savers Exchange, I absolutely yeah. loved the concept, The all the varieties. I'm like a total history nerd. And so the backstory behind all the varieties geeked me out. I would always order based on like storage, um, where in the country they came from, where in Europe they came from. I'd always try to tie them into our ancestral uh, connections. Um, but then I just got to the point where I were sort of doing... What I mean, I've been gardening for a long time, yeah, and I wasn't getting the same results as far as germination and success, and I just decided to make a change because I couldn't really figure out, like, okay, what in this like equation had changed? It wasn't me, you know. So, like, you know, the definition of an, of insanity being, mm-hmm. and so I just and and there, maybe let's just say it was probably me. I'll be gracious. It was probably me, but I changed. Sources, So I, I do get a lot of my seeds from Johnny's, mm-hmm. um, most of them, but I am that person that can't resist just buying a few more at the yes, hardware store. Of course. Always. You know? <laughs> like, always. I'm always just like, well, I just need a few more French breakfast or whatever, you know? Um, but my main sources, uh, a year and a half ago or whatever, I started like buying trees from fast growing, fast growing trees.com. And really like them. So like this year, I have the apricot and grapefruit coming from them. Last year, I ordered lemon from them. Seeds, vegetable, and flower are coming from Johnny's. But I do use Eden Brothers. Eden Brothers. That's who I I use for my dahlias. Yeah, I started. Mm -hmm. So I discovered them. I don't know. Quite a while ago. I've been using sweet alyssum as a weed barrier in my flower gardens for a long time. And so I remember once a long time ago, which Googling bulk sweet alyssum seeds. And that is how I found Eden Brothers. And so mm-hmm. um, yeah. I would just put that down. Like if you have a fledgling garden, I think the sweet alyssum, it might not be to everybody's taste, but that's what I would. I would just broadcast it in with the perennials because it's very lovely smelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you walk out and I don't mean like little hardware store, like three inch sweet alyssum. I mean like the big kind that grows like it'll grow like 10 inches tall. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. It's very fragrant and it's just a nice fix if you are new to gardening and you have uh, a lot of dead zones in between flowers perennial perennials that you are nurturing along. So that's how I found them. So um, I get like wildflower mix and all my Dahlia Mm -hmm. holy Dahlia Batman. What happened to the price of Dahlia? They are At least double
1: what they were last year.
0: Uh, yeah. Like I, they're like
1: eight dollars a tuber.
0: (laughs) I felt really guilty, and so here you and I have made cracks about our irresponsibility. Talk about choose your hard. Like, are you gone? Are you there? You're there. Okay. No little internet wonkiness. I'm here. here. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. feel really bad. Like. Storing dahlia tubers has been a challenge for me in the past and I'm ashamed to say I flippantly thought, well, I'll I'll just get more. I'll yeah. just get more. Like I I've tried fall is a very busy time. I'm storing food, I'm curing this, I'm doing that, I'm fermenting this. And so if those dahlia tubers don't quite make it to the basement storage the way they should, so be it. And I'm I'm actually very embarrassed now. Now I feel very convicted about that. To be honest,
1: I felt better <laughs> yeah. after I read that cafe Ole dahlia tubers don't really store really well, like they're super hard to store. And I was like, well, then I feel better about my entire box of tubers rotting.
0: OK, but like define cafe, uh, o- like that was a cafe au lait mix. I'm not no, going to let you off the hook. No, that, easy. that wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, oh. I got
1: other ones. OK, but the cafe au lait uh, ones were the only ones that were worth keeping. My other ones I had tried in pots in the courtyard and it was just uh-huh. they weren't quite happy there. So they didn't do super well. <laughs> there was anything worth saving.
0: So over the season they didn't do good in yeah. the courtyard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, wait, before we uh do you <laughs>
1: ever grow dahlias in pots? Yeah. Okay.
0: Does that that work well for you? Yeah, they gotta be big enough though. Like the pots. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's any shame in like jabbing in a bamboo with a zip tie. (laughs) Yeah. Because Dahlia are Jurassic. Like you think they're this this beautiful flower, but the foliage and stem and stalk that it takes to create, create, you know, that flower has a lot of structure. They're strong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so everything from the bottom on up is really big. Mm-hmm. And so like don't bother with a six inch pot. And I shouldn't yeah, say that. I yeah. mean, obviously there's variety of dahlia. Yeah. But like the ones I'm growing, like I start them in because of where I am, I start them in pots right. indoors. Yes. I like do I as got well. terracotta yeah. everywhere yeah. in the house. And then I bring them out and I put some in the garden and I just leave some about. But I've I'm I'm learning with Dahlia because this is only like maybe my fourth or fifth year with them. Um, I'm just learning. Like mm-hmm. more is better. They need each other because they're so heavy. Like yes, get them all staked. They look better on mass, much better. Yeah, yeah.
1: I learned that last year because. I grew these Cafe Olé ones, and I thought, "Oh, this is this beautiful little peachy apricot color, and it'll go so well with my color palettes." Mm. And I'd always ever grown the the pom pom ones; they're small mm-hmm. and tight, yeah. and not nearly a as nice little. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not nearly yeah. as Jurassic as the bigger ones, or what they mm-hmm. will sometimes call the dinner dinner plate, dinner plate ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so I'd never grown the dinner plate ones. I grew these ones. The color was horrid because turns out dahlias bloom. <laughs> late in the summer, you know, like midsummer, late summer, early fall. And that is Mm -hmm. when we here in the desert, like it's 105 degrees and sunshine all day. And so they just got bleached out. It looked, it would have been beautiful had they bloomed in the spring or in the late autumn, Mm -hmm. but blooming Mm -hmm. in the summertime, um, they just, they lost, they lost all
0: color. You know, they didn't look right. That's the thing about like that summer white light. It's like, a, it's a it's pigment bleach-y. killer. <laughs> oh, it's horrid. Yeah. yeah. I so remember- do you think you'll go with a tad darker this year? Oh, way year darker. Just to comp. Okay.
1: Okay. Way darker. So I, I ordered from Eden brothers and I was going to have this ready so I could freaking feel like an adult. Oh, I have my
0: file on my oh, desktop shabbit. with all my screenshots of everything that I have. Okay. Well, just hold, ple- like,
1: hold, please.
0: I, I could have bought a vehicle. Oh my word. I've been I- saving for a year. Don't judge me. I've been saving forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my stars. Okay. Uh, okay. So I bought the pink mix quite simple. I couldn't, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's called the Pink Mix. So it's these hot pinks and deep burgundies. They're really pretty. It, I actually oh, okay. grew those. It's the varieties that I grew in my courtyard. And it wasn't the Ooh, Dahlia's fault. It was me. my fault. Um, and so, yes, uh, I found the same with zinnias. I grew some of those queen. What are they called? Queen lime, lime zinnias. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't like those? They, they didn't do? It's, they're, it's too bleached. It's too bleached. You need hot colors to stand up to. Otherwise, your garden looks completely flat and lifeless but that
0: re- that like seal feel- that feels like not your thing like you're you're well you know a bunch of the David Austins actually in my potager
1: they are like deep burgundies they're pretty hot
0: oh true you have like well, yeah. and you don't you have like a pretty burgundy one like in your eating area or something yeah so or? I kind of
1: had this like burgundy apricot blue purple vibe pink going on I mean I've got all shades of mm-hmm. pink So it's definitely not a pastel garden. But the thing is, is like, even if I plant hot, hot, hot pink in August sun here, it looks like just a nice pink.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Homemaker Chic listeners, have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela, in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year for the elegant ladies' trip of a lifetime? I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, Three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise. Of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela. Or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile.
1: Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster, and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household. We have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you you'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors on top of that we meet once a month for a live q a where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen lastly our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time, so you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theeliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you, and let's get cooking.
0: Okay, I finally just pulled up. Sorry about that. Yeah. Pulled up what I got. Okay, it so I got away. the romantic mix. Yes, that
1: was a beautiful one
0: and i got like a bleep ton like of calculus. I got a lot of How ranunculus. many dahlia did you get? Um, um
1: I got 22 tubers. 70. How many did you get? 70. Holy mama.
0: <laughs> My garden is younger than yours. I need Okay, yes. filler. Well, Dang it. No, I got so I got it's peaches, true. Peaches, tender mix and the romantic mix. I showed you those pictures of my romantic mix. Like, oh. no, it's really pretty. Yeah. 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 Again, mm-hmm.
1: too white, though, for here. Like you have all those cloudy days, like those lake oh, yeah. days. We don't yeah, have it's those. Very, we're very British here. Yeah. Monty. You are very British. Monty. Monty. You are. <laughs> when you send me those pictures in the summertime and it's like overcast and 80, I'm like, that is not what it is here. <laughs>
0: i know that's how i feel when when you're like when you're like i'm gardening and it's february 14th i'm like i'm suicidal and it's february 14th
1: (laughs) have you ever grown ranunculus before i have not i ordered ranunculus bulbs i was like you're gonna learn something new here sparky no
0: um i (laughs) have no i have um purchased it (laughs) From Home Depot, like around Mother's Day. Like, isn't this pretty? I'm just going to pop this in and enjoy it for four days. Yes, four but, days. Um, I got a, a yes. lot of ranunculus, too. Like, I got 40 I got ranunculus. bulbs.
1: Holy cow! How much was your order? Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Don't tell me. I'm telling you. No, it's not Because then... Mama. People are mean. I've been saving for this order for a long time. Okay? But you... Know, you
1: Like, how are you even going to know how to grow one hundred and sixty of something? I don't know. (laughs) I got this. Shut up. (laughs) Figure it out. My thought was like, buy this many and figure out what we're doing here. No, but no. But like in fairness, your your flower garden, I think, is a lot bigger than mine. And I have a big shady. I feel like it is. There's nowhere in the world I would have to stick 160 dahlia like.
0: Oh, OK. No. OK. But like I my potager. OK. Like for like a potager in the traditional sense has yes, flowers and vegetable. Yes. So I have my cottage garden up at the house, which is like more random. It's very. Ta- that's like the Tasha Tudor vibe. And then you go. Down the steps yes. to a different space. And that's got like the parterre and espaliered trees and boxwood. And yeah. so I will like pop Dahlia in at the end of rows for a pop of color at the end of a row of vegetables, purple kale gotcha. or something like that. And so I'm using it a little bit different. Gotcha. You know, I'll use them to fill in gaps In my perennial cottage garden, and then I will use it to bring color into my potash. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: makes sense. So that's what I'm hoping to do with my dahlia this year is to plant them into big terracotta pots with like a good moisture control soil Mm -hmm. and my perennial beds, like every year I still feel like it's a surprise because this is our fifth, this will be our fifth spring with our beds. Mm -hmm. And But you know how it starts, like the first two years, you're really finding your footing. And what do I like and what do I don't like? And um, I still am surprised when things come up like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was there.
0: I just (laughs) always think like your beds, look, I just feel like they're very, I I don't. They're full and like established. Like, well, and I guess I guess you have like some bonus, like you have like the one baller, like rose, but that all the birds hang out in. You have some stuff that was that was the one that's the only one kind of there, you know? Yeah. But like. Some of your stuff looks so, but I guess it is. I mean, established. Yeah. I mean, I felt like last year I felt like, okay, and yeah, this is happening. You can do this. And so you're, you're two years ahead of that feeling. Right. So I, I guess that would be the, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me because I had a garden that was 10 years old. Like I had like an established and the lady that lived there before me was a gardener. So there were portions of it that were 15 years old by the time I moved. I mean, it was like your established perennial garden.
1: Yeah. And now it's a dog. But when you're not sure how things are going to grow up or like what's going to have had a good winter and what's going to have a bad winter, having some things in pots that you're able to just sort of pop here. Like, oh yeah, this really needs some color. There it goes. Or, oh, this died because a chicken dug it up. So now I need to put five pots here while something else grows Mm -hmm. in. So it's going to be fun And I cannot wait to like really dive into what we're doing in our gardens, because I feel like this gardens are such a gift to a homemaker, even if you're in an apartment and you're just growing herbs or Mm -hmm. some small little container gardens or succulents indoors or, you know, whatever it is. I think it's such a gift for us to have. Um, It's such a form Mm -hmm. for me of therapy. Monty Don also. Monty. Monty, please come hang out with
0: us. Please. 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 Love you so much. I love you so much, please. <laughs> you Faring wedding
1: stall. We love you too. Come please come hang out with us. <laughs> All right. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go cook dinner for my friends. It's like Two hours earlier, where you well, are. I'm making pot roast, so I need to get the potatoes in. Hello, yeah. Veal roast, okay. I know. Amazing. You just like lost like a. Oh, stop it, yeah. y'all! Bye, audience, listen to me. <laughs> Let me explain something real fast, okay? Explain like home. Veal does not Veal. have to be like foie gras. That's like force fed. Don't ever oh, I
0: eat foie gras.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> let the calves see sunshine or keep them in a chute so their muscles stay tender. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about my cow's calf that only had her milk for a long time who got so aggressive with her. He started ripping her udder apart, got super long horns, and was not safe around my children. And so we butchered him and he was delicious and I have zero qualms about it. Your face. <laughs> I'm just saying, people have a certain idea when they think of veal. All veal means is that the calf hasn't eaten a grass or grain diet; it's milk-fed. It's so tender and so good, and such a use of a resource that would otherwise be wasted. Uh, there's a little bit of an edge in your voice right now. <laughs> just saying. here's the thing. Well, no, we shouldn't. There, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Stuart has been praying for me. I'm pretty sure every day of our marriage that I would guard my heart and tongue and learn to practice wisdom and discernment. And the Holy Spirit is telling me to not say anything else right now.
0: Please.
1: (laughs) Guard yourself. Guard yourself. Um, oh my gosh. I have no idea how long we've been talking for, but thank you everyone for, for joining us For the record, today. there are sources and... of
0: foie gras that are not force fed. Just just so you know, it's just like feel. Or it doesn't yeah, no, fall true. under the same category. It doesn't all follow under the same category.
1: Um, We were supposed to announce our cleaning challenge today, which we didn't even get around to. But if you'd like to join us, we'll be posting about that over on Patreon. And we'll be sure to send a reminder on Instagram, too. It's the Spice Cabinet. Today, it's the Spice Cabinet. So we want you go organize your Spice Cabinet, whatever that means for you, and then use the hashtag on Instagram. Hashtag show us your... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Trash. Bag. Trash. <laughs>
1: <Baby>. <laughs> is there Would <laughs> I
0: think show us your trash makes more <laughs> that kind of circles back around to season one before Karen was unacceptable oh. show us your trash let's do that let's just go with it show us your trash Clean out your spice cabinet. I, for one, really want to see like your like four to eight-year-old all-spice yes. that you've never used. Yes. Okay? So the idea is Check we're going out. to get a bag. Get a bag of your trash.
1: Take a picture of it. Use the hashtag, show us your trash.
0: <laughs> and for the love, listen to the show. And then if you just really want to see... You know, like what Shay's wearing. Ugh. Then for pop on over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Home Podcast. Become a patron and watch it. Yeah. So like listen listen to it while you're washing dishes and then when your husband falls asleep, then like watch it again because I, hope I we know have you guys listen. Like get
1: more comfortable with the video
0: part. I'm like, keep touching my face. <laughs> my fingernails are chipped. Look at my fingernails. They're chipped. Um, and uh, yes, so now we know oldworld.com Parisian farm girl. No, no. oldworld. Parisian farm girl. Shoot me. I'm done. I'm fired. Oldworld.com. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs>
0: Shut up. <laughs>
1: Old, oldworld. Parisian farm girl.com. <laughs> that hurts <laughs> yes um okay well i can't wait to see your trash your and, um, spices yes <laughs> and do a, join the conversation until monday's episode we can keep in touch on instagram tomorrow's ultra feminine friday so make sure you use the hashtag ultra feminine friday show us what you're wearing show us what you
0: got going on and um the end Drink some wine. I think that's it. Okay. We're good here. All right. Slange. Slange va. Cheers.